Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ball and Foot Podcast. I'm Daniel and I'm joined today by Jason. I'm glad to have you back, sir. How are you doing? Daniel, it's good to see you. I forgot what you looked like. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, man. I'm I'm glad you're back. Uh wow, you know, I dropped the solo podcast during the middle of the week and it was very awkward and weird for me. Um, not gonna lie. I didn't like not you having you here. Thank you, but I did not like not having you here. It was very weird. <laughs> I know it was it was weird. It sounds like I went on a uh, epic journey. Um, is uh, glad to have you back. Sort of speeches. Uh, I missed you. I was like, where where have I gone? It does feel like uh, you do go away, though. I just don't. I've just been at my house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, we haven't recorded together in like a week, and I feel like it's been a year. Like it's just. And so much is because so much has happened this week. And that's true. It's just like it makes it feel like, oh, my goodness, like it's been forever since recorded. Oh, no, it's only been a week. Yeah, yeah, it's been it was definitely weird. I'm I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to see your face. Uh, I thought that you did an amazing and admirable job uh, on the solo podcast dealing with uh, the fallout from uh Tuchel's demise at Chelsea, <laughs> uh, inevitable demise because I think we've had like eleven managers in ten years or yeah. some w- crazy stat like that. But I thought you did an amazing job. Uh, I uh, echo and agree with everything that you said on uh, that particular episode for sure. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the uh, the boat of confidence right there. Um, do you have any uh, parting words that you would like to say to Tuchel since you were not able to say them on the podcast, you know, this past week? Do you have anything you would like to, you know, say to our old boy Tommy T for the last time? I guess that we'll probably talk about him for a while on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, Thomas, I love you. I You were a manager that made me believe again. Even if you did go through a slump there at the end, and that was conveniently timed for Bowley and Co. to fire you, um, or to give that as one of the reasons for firing you. But let's all be honest, that wasn't the reason. Um, you were the manager that made me confident again. And I thought, out of all, out of most of the managers we've had, I thought that you were the one at least the recent ones, I thought that you were the one that could have gotten out of the slump more than the other ones. And so thanks for giving me confidence in the team again, even through the slump. Um, we were highly critical during that time. Uh, but I I think you can, our record and our archive speaks for itself. We supported you the whole time. We were happy that you were our coach. Uh, I will greatly miss you. Thank you for the Champions League. Uh Daniel and I got to have a, uh, what was that? A 10 year reunion mm-hmm. at the same Buffalo wild wings from when we watched the 2012 one mm-hmm. to the 2022 one. Um, so, or the 2021 one. So, uh, so yeah, we will always be grateful for that. Thank you, uh, for being great. And I don't care what the smear campaign says. I love you. Yeah. Great words there, Jason. Um, and we're not going to try to talk too much about Tuchel in this episode. We're sort of going to try and focus on the future and I guess sort of yeah. like a mini. You know, we we did at the end of the, the season, one of our first episodes was sort of the state of the club and, you know, looking at it from that perspective. So I guess this will be like a more of a mini state of the club, like where we're at right now in this transition period. Uh, coming in with uh, now it's official 
uh, Potter, Graham Potter, new, uh, not, not manager. This was made clear. This was clarified that he is now our head coach. So I guess we're going very American here. Um, he is strictly wow. going to be the coach, which I'm confused by that because that's what Tuchel wanted to do, but forced him to do other stuff. I don't <laughs> understand that, but, um, Grand Potter is now our head coach. Um, so strictly focused on the football side of things. He will help, uh, supposedly pick our director of football, um, which is good. I, I like that. I was a little sour mm-hmm. on Tuchel for that because like, I felt like you got to have a working relationship with this person. So you should at least want right. some kind of input on that. Not necessarily making a decision. We should at least be involved in the interview process. I feel like, you know, having your say, I think is important. Um, so I feel like that's a plus for Potter, um, that he, is going to be involved in that because it is somebody he's got to work closely with, you know, that to figure out how to right. piece this squad together going forward and everything. So, um, so ended up being a five-year contract, I believe. So yeah, they're supposedly supporting him. I, I don't know. Didn't we pay like 20 something million just to get him out of his previous contract? I thought it was more than that. I thought it was like 30 something. It ended up being like thirty because we had. Yeah, to, I I think it made him like the highest paid yeah. coach or something, or the 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 most mm-hmm. expensive coach. Yeah, for sure. Because I think we had to pay for all like because I think he brought four staffers with him. So, um, which mm. I'm I'm excited about the staff that he brought with him. He brought a new goalkeeper coach, which clearly we need some improvement in that area. Um, Ooh, yeah, Lord knows. Uh, he brought a really good scout with him. Apparently, his sort of head of scouting that's been with him for years. So I feel like that's going to be. A plus Good. because he knows what Potter wants and he knows what it takes for Potter, you know, to implement his, ta- his tactics. And whether you like it or not, you've got to, I mean, Brighton, they've had great form this year. I mean, they've been mediocre the last two years um, with Potter, but this year they were in good form. And you've got to admit they scouted really well. They have good, I mean, they took, I mean, if if not for Reese James, I would have loved for Lamptey to get a shot here at Chelsea. You know, and we sold him to yeah. Brighton, so I feel like you know I loved Lamptey. Um, but yeah, and yeah, then Correa, of course, who we just took from them. So they they have some good players there. They're not they're not a slouch team by any means. So um, mm. yeah, I don't I don't know. So what's uh, Jason? What are your thoughts on Graham Potter? Uh, Let's just start. What? What? Are, let's start with the. Let's get the bad out the way. What? What scares you the most okay. about Potter moving forward? Maybe, um, in a sense of him as being a, our manager. What are some things that sort of makes you nervous about him coming in right now? Uh, yeah. So the first thing I'm scared about is like how long the Harry Potter memes are going to last. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it, it's been too long already, and he's only been the head coach. How freaking American is that? We come in, I can't get over. We buy an English club, we hire an English manager, and then change his title to coach. Yep, very American of us. How how American to just buck tradition and do things our own way? Um. Anyway, it's a bit arrogant, I think. Uh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the bad outside of the memes, I I just don't. Potter still isn't super proven, I think. And of course, he's had a meteoric rise. I think what like he came up through the Swedish leagues for a while, mm-hmm. right? And then um I don't know the rest of his career. Was- he went from the Swedish league 
uh, to Swansea and to Brighton, I believe is his. That's the only three places he's been a head coach. And I mean, he took the Swedish team up the right the um table, not table, but from relegation, he moved them up. You know, got them promoted. I think a couple of different times. Um, Swansea, he really didn't do a lot at Swansea. Yeah, um, Brighton, his first year and a half was questionable and then he sort of you know this year is definitely been in form i guess beginning of last year he had a pretty good run and then they sort of dipped in form in the middle and then hung on at the end and then this year of course he has him sitting fourth and then leaves so yeah yeah and i mean he i mean he has a he had a decent career i guess in the well yeah, I guess it would have been in the Premier League. Some of these teams in the Premier League early in his career in the 90s and such as a player. So, I mean, he's got Premier League experience, which I think is good. Um, and then you just laid out his career. Uh, I just, I guess, and and to his credit, he came out the other day and said, hey, this was a chance. And I I mean, I, I would be dumb not to take it, essentially. And and I For totally sure. get that. Like, the, this is his, this is his jumping off point. And I think that that is what I'm concerned about is the risk we are now taking um, with somebody who is jumping to the next phase of his career. And then uh, this is less Potter based, but well, no, I'll, I'll say this first. I, we talked about this recently, uh, very recently pre-pod and about this feeling like more of a lateral move. And I mm-hmm. think that with how our transfer season went down, it's just uh, poetic in that way that we would also do the same thing that we did with multiple positions this year uh, to do that also with the manager position, the managerial position. Oh, sorry, head coaching position. <laughs> and I think that that is concerning in a way because Potter's tactics – and I've watched some breakdowns of just how he set up Brighton before. Mm-hmm. Do not seem that much different than Tuchel's here. No. And and he also has not been given any new expectations on him that Tuchel didn't already have. So we're still expected to finish top four. They've also come out and said, hey, if he doesn't finish top four, no big deal. Um. I, I don't feel like that expectation maybe was – he's got less expectation then because I mm-hmm. feel like yeah, Tuchel's expectation was top four. Mm-hmm. And so the the new owners of the club and the board and whoever else is actually running this club, I'll just say Bowley as a fill-in there. Uh, Bowley, like, is willing to part with a manager who is considered one of the better managers in the world at the moment to give this guy his career start. No, well, the next phase of his career start. He's mm-hmm. he's obviously had a successful coaching career so far. But not at not at the level of Chelsea's club prestige, I would say, mm-hmm. if that's fair. I don't yes, want to like fair. throw Brighton and them under the bus. I'm just like for a club that has won as much as we have, he has not coached at a club like that. So, that is concerning to me that he he has been given his start at our club has even less expectation on him than Tuchel had. And also 
does a lot of the same tactics and playing players in different positions and being flexible with formations. So this feels like a lateral move, which then makes me think that the board really, and after the whole smear campaign that's come out, and I, I told you this before the pod, that we that I had just checked out because I saw it very early American time that morning because I just woke up and naively thought, because it was the day after our freaking loss to Dinamo's grab. And I naively thought, ah, slow news day. I'll just check on the Chelsea Reddit. And it all blew up. Because I even texted you like very early. Like, yeah. dude, like I hope this isn't. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. crazy. I was like, man, I hope this doesn't wake you up. But the Chelsea <laughs> news today is insane. And your messages are funny because you were like, what? What happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. We fired Tuchel? <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, bam, bam, bam. Um, because it's it was unexpected. Like, there mm-hmm. were... Like we were in a, we were in a slump, of course. Like the the stats were not going Tuchel's way there. Like for the last you know ten twelve months of this of his uh, tenure here, I totally get it. Like I'm not making excuses for that. We've we've been very critical of that. Um, but it but like I said, I he Tuchel was the one that I had confidence in that we would come out of it eventually. And I was I was at least still willing to give Tuchel more time. And the board, uh, Bowley and Co., were, were not willing to give him the time, but they're willing to give somebody like Potter the time, which makes me seem like they just kind of want a yes man in the dressing room. And that's just an outside perspective looking in, and that's taking in the smear campaigns, and that's also taking in that I've checked out of this whole situation because I think that it got real toxic real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were mentioning there's just a lot of different camps mm-hmm. uh, in the Twitter sphere and Reddit sphere mm-hmm. that I, I haven't even I haven't had the brain space. I think I was just kind of sad, and it still feels a little yeah. raw to me. And um, and I also think that this way of managing has been kind of a clown show. Um, and I, and we, we are called like circus FC and clown show FC a lot. Um, and I, and I totally understand why, why people feel that way. I, I feel that way as well. I, I think that, uh, like I had a bit of embarrassment after it went down. And I think that's the most concerning thing to me too, is that uh, like, we're still at a phase where we've got to still wonder about this club and still find our identity. And I think that's been our theme of this season is just uh, the season on the podcast. I mean, and, and for Chelsea as a whole is finding an identity. And I think that like, I'm kind of tired of being there. Like, I just kind of want to know who we are and play to our strengths and play good football. And I, I think that we are constantly like in a circus performing for a crowd and we're just trying to put the next best thing out there and now for some reason we're like we're literally onto the clowns riding in the car and i want to like get to the lion tamer part (laughs) i think and stay stay in that part for a while like just where where we kind of like show our might and 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 take it to people and and take it to other clubs i mean so i i think that's the most concerning part for me is is i i mean Potter, I, of course, I, I back whatever manager we have. I I mean, I'm just some schmuck on a podcast that nobody listens to um, that is a little sad about the, the decisions coming down from the ownership that I don't agree with 
from my very limited vantage point. And I totally recognize that. Um, I, Potter does not give me personally confidence at the moment. Uh, but that I, I think the people that are saying this is the future of the club, it, I mean, I think it's premature and I hope that you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I think I can feel both of those things. Just, I, I still, as a Chelsea fan, have a lot of trepidation. I'm still very like concerned about a lot of things and nothing at this moment says we will be successful after our game on Wednesday. Maybe that's different, but right now I don't think that I feel confident with anything. And so that's the biggest thing about this is we made a lateral move. There's no reason to be confident. The board is strange. Mm-hmm. And in the way they act is strange. It's like even little things like calling the new manager a head coach. So I think that's where I'm at. So anyway, thanks for the time there. That was a long, that was a lot. Hopefully mo- all three of our listeners listen at two times the speed. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts about uh, the negatives around this as well. Yeah, I think the the biggest, you know, and I don't, and that's the thing is like, I agree. It, it's very much a lateral move. I feel like for Chelsea, like when I started digging into Potter and his tactics, I'm sort of look at him and I'm like, oh, he favors the same sort of, you know, not the same base system that Tuchel had, but still playing that three at the back, which I guess if you look at it from maybe the only logical reason to go after him as a head coach, because we don't have the personnel to play for at the back. So you have to go and get somebody that sort of fits the system that you already have in place. It's all maybe from that perspective, you know, Potter makes a little bit of sense. Um, he does seem to be a little bit more willing to, I think, uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to be talking about negatives, not positive. So let me stop there. Um, <laughs> so I think the thing that scares me is it is a lateral move. I feel like it's, he's very similar to Tuchel. Um, and, his, I mean, his overall win percentage as a head coach is is only forty three point seven percent. Yeah, like, and there's so many pundits out there that are are saying Potter's the next coming of Sir Alex Ferguson. He's he's this and he's that, and I'm just like, and I know looking at stuff statistically is not always the best like way to look at stuff, but when I look at stuff on paper at Potter. Nothing jumps out to me that screams he should be coaching a top four club, like a top six club in England. Like nothing like that jumps out at me off the paper. So that's yeah. sort of what I think makes me nervous about this. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna back him. I'm gonna back Potter. Um, I, I hope he succeeds at this club. I want him to succeed at this club. But that's what I think makes me nervous about this. Is like I don't really understand the move when you know as a board you come out and say we're going to support Tuchel we give Tuchel time and then you fire him six games into the season and then you bring in Potter and you say okay we're going to support him he doesn't have to finish top four um well what are your your expectations because if you don't get Champions League you're not going to be able to attract the players that we need to compete in the top four um and if you don't do and if you're like, and, and that's the thing, Potter gets 
really good results out of the players that he has. Like Brighton do not have the players that Chelsea had. So probably what he's done at Brighton is very good. But can he get that same thing out of Chelsea? One of the biggest critiques of Tuchel is he played players out of position and play that frustrated players. Potter has a history of doing that exact same thing. Like if Potter was here, I had no doubt he would have played Pulisic at right wing back. Some hell, he might have put him at left wing back. Like he does that. He moves people around. He you know. So if that was a frustrating thing, then. Why are we hiring somebody that's very similar to Tuchel to me? It's like we hired a mini Tuchel without the resume of Tuchel. Right. So I don't know. It makes me nervous. Um, and it's not that, and that that's the thing. It's like, it's not that I think we're going to start losing or I think that Potter's not good enough or, mm-hmm. or whatever. I just think that, it's somewhere in the middle is where I fall. Like, okay, Tugel's out. I'm sad. Yes. Bring in Potter. I'm going to support Potter. I support him hundred percent because he's our head coach. And, you know, I want this club to succeed. So I feel like that, but there's still that question mark there about why Potter. And that was always our, our, our thing that we brought up on this podcast is if, if we let Tugel go, is there a better coach out there that you can get? And our answer was always no. Not there. There's better coaches out there. I think that we both agree that are better than Tuchel, but they're already at clubs. That clubs that they're not going to right. leave. Like you're not getting a pep to make up. I mean, at this point in time, it's a downgrade from City to Chelsea, you know, or a Klopp from a Liverpool to a Chelsea. So you're not going to get right. any of those big names to come to your club. So it was sort of like let's just ride or die with Tuchel at this point in time. And our form was not good. I mean, I think. You know, we can readily admit that. And maybe Tuchel checked out mentally. Like, and I think that, and, and I asked that, that was part of the 22 reasons why Chelsea sucks is like, you know, it's, it's I forgot how I worded it, but I was like, it, like, I forgot. It said something about Tuchel being okay, yeah, you know, you know. And it's, and I think maybe just all this war on him too. I mean, like he took us through sanctions. He took us through a takeover blah, 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 whatever. But, I mean, maybe the man was just burnt out and needs a break. I mean, you could could tell he wasn't the same person. So, I mean, you know, honestly, maybe it wasn't a bad time to cut ties with him, but I don't necessarily know why we went in the direction that we went. So, I don't know. It's confusing, to say the least. At At the least, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, so anyway, um, what are some things that, uh, what are some positives, Jason, that you're looking forward to with Potter? Um, maybe that he brings to the club that you can think of that you're sort of looking forward to with him going forward. Um, I, I think the first positive is that the timing of this hire is pretty good. So I know that we're only six games into the season. We're only five games back from the top of the table. Uh, we lost our first Champions League match. I think that we can recover from that. Um, I think, and then it kind of looks like a genius move with uh, the passing of the Queen in some ways because of <laughs> what just how that is affecting 
um, football in England at the moment with uh, postponements of games while um, they go through the uh, her funeral preparations and then her eventual funeral. So I think that in their time of mourning uh, as a country. So I think that like the timing of this could not have been better because our we were supposed to play Fulham yesterday on Saturday and that was postponed. So Potter comes in officially last Thursday or Friday. And I think it was, well, when did the queen die? Thursday? I think so. Yeah. So the day before. Yeah. Cause we were supposed to announce him on Thursday, oh, okay. but when the queen died, we didn't. So I don't know when his contract got, I'm assuming it probably got officially signed on Thursday. I think he had his first training session on Friday okay. with the team. Yeah. I mean, I think that's how it went. So timing wise, he's getting a lot of time to acclimate. I mean, it, it is possible at this stage in the game that our Liverpool game next weekend also gets canceled because the funeral is on the 19th. And then our game was on Sunday, I believe the Sunday before. So 19th is a Monday. So it is possible in, in the international break is right after that. It is mm-hmm. possible. We might not play another premier league game till October, which is kind of insane. So Mm -hmm. the timing of this hire has really worked out in our favor. Um, And of course, all respect to, to why that is, but um, it's kind of, it's kind of looked like a genius move in a weird way. And then um, I think that another positive is of course, you're going to get a new manager bump. Uh, And like, we talk about it, we've talked about it before. And it's just, it's like a a known fact in football. It's like one of the laws Mm -hmm. of the game is that Mm -hmm. you will, you will get a new manager bump. Yeah. So I, I fully expect the boys to come out and play. I fully expect them to be uh, happy about um, a new direction and, or not, maybe not happy, but excited. Um, If, if a lot of the smear campaigns to be believed, uh, the whole dressing room is going to be happy about it. So I don't, um, I don't know. Everybody can pick their poison there, but so I think that that, that's exciting. Um, I, if the board is true to their word, which at this point, I don't know how you take them very seriously for sure. Then he's gonna have time to do what he wants to do here. He, uh, he has a good group of players can, and he's dead. He's going to at least be dedicated to this job. If Tuchel was checking out, mm-hmm. uh, can he get the best out of these players? They're, they're already going to play better with more fervor than they have been um, because of the new manager bump. So it, it's going to be up to Potter to prove himself here and get the best out of them. And I think that that, that that could be a positive, uh, just having the time, uh, or at least the appearance of time, uh, so far. So there's always excitement with a new coach. It's, it's like when we sign a player, even if we're not super excited about them, uh, as maybe a player that fits in with our team, it is exciting to get a new player in. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that some of that is there. It's kind of hard to be positive about the tactics. And you and I kind of agreed that if we talked about, a preview episode against Salisbury coming up, then uh, we weren't going to really do predictions for the match because it's just hard to predict at the moment. Well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what the, the direction Potter is going to go yet. And, and 
that's where some of the trepidation comes in. But but that's another exciting thing is that the first game is against Salzburg. So, I mean, that's, that's not bad. And at home, like, it's almost like a friendly at that point, even if it is in a very prestigious and very, yeah. very, very important competition to us. Yeah. Um, it does in some ways it's weird because it feels like the pressure is off for that game. And it could just be a combination of all the factors that are going into play right now, uh, with what's happening in England and, and the new manager situation. So it could just be all that. And it could just be a tone thing, um, that I'm feeling here, but it does feel like that could be a, a positive and, and it could be an easier win. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're playing PSG, uh, on yeah, Wednesday for, but- for, Champions League. Credit to Salzburg. They did draw Milan, who That's I true. think everybody agrees is the best team in the league right now. Granted, it was at home for them. You know, Milan, you know, yeah. you're at home. Usually, you know, you you play different. So That's true. But, yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah. It, I don't, should, should the pressure be on him more, though, for the Champions League? Because, one, he's never played European football. Yeah. Like this Or coached European football. And, number two we've already dropped three points. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the pressure should be up. It just, for some reason to me, it feels winnable like at at this point. And, and maybe it's just a good first game to like, like, I mean, if his first game is Liverpool or city, like, I think that's, you know, and I, and I guess to be fair, uh, to what you're saying, I, I guess maybe it is just relative for me at the moment. Like it, I, I guess I keep thinking, well, at least we're not playing that team as our first game with Potter in charge. So that yeah. could just be where some of that uh, tone and, and like excitement or less fearfulness comes in for that game. So anyway, I, I feel like those are positives. It, I mean, again, it's hard to look at this outside of it being a lateral move. And I think that it's just going to, time will tell. And that's yeah, just been the story sure. of the season. And so I don't, I don't really know what to expect. And that's not an exciting surprise that i'm looking forward to i i would rather not have to be surprised every time chelsea have lined up this season but like that's just the way it has been so anyway i don't know what what are your thoughts you were mentioning some at the beginning of your negatives yeah um i do want to go back and highlight a negative point that i forgot i did forget one that's why i should really write stuff down and (laughs) Should come in and just not wing stuff all the time. Should have written some stuff down. But you know, one of the negative points is is like some of those tactical videos that you know that we sent back and forth each other that we watch. We watch breakdowns of you know his tactics and stuff. One of the points that concerned me was is that when Brighton dipped in form, you know, it was because they don't create chances in the final third. Right. And that seems to be Potter's biggest struggle is final third creation. Like he's good at playing it from the back. He's good at getting the ball into the final third. And then it's like when the ball gets to the final third, it just sort of doesn't happen. Like his expected goals and his, and you know, his attacking in the final third is very similar to Tugles. It's low. It's not high. Yeah. And so people were like, well, he had terrible players at Brighton. Well, okay, we got better players, but we have that same issue here. Like, that was one of, you know, it wasn't that Tuchel didn't put the players in position to score the goals. It was that the players couldn't finish the goals. Right. You know, so tactically, while Potter could set it up right, again, it could come down to the players not executing him. So I guess that's not really necessarily 
might not necessarily be as much of a knock on Potter as it is a knock on our players mm-hmm, because right. of that struggle that we have and have had in the final third. Well, like, also for people talking about Brighton having you know less quality players, do they have a number nine curse on their shirt? On whoever wears that shirt, probably uh, not. I don't. I don't think so. So shut it. Yeah, true that, man. True that. The number nine curse is already real. We've seen it with Yang already, and he's only played one match for us. So. <laughs> I mean, geez. Um, But yeah, positives on uh, Potter. I think one of, the, one of the main positives I take away from this is that I do feel like he is... I don't think he's as good tactically as Tuchel is, but I think he is more willing to try different things. I think that was a lot of times Tuchel got, which I this year now he was trying different things. They just weren't necessarily working. Um, <laughs> right. But he was at least trying to, and I think Potter is more willing to try that. I feel like maybe, and like I said, I've never, I haven't watched Brighton play a lot under him. So I don't know, like, but I feel like he'll be a lot more willing to shift those tactics in game. More so, maybe quicker than Tuchel will, especially so in the beginning more, here of his tenure. Yeah, for sure, exactly. Great point because he's going to have to figure out the way to get the best out of these players, you know, and where to play them and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of things, you know, play into it, but. Uh, another positive, I think that just lost my train of thought guys. I'm just rambling to get my, my thought back here. <laughs> um, but I think, Oh, here we go. Uh, dressing room. He's supposedly a great manager of players, I think. That's and that, that's another thing that you look at. And it's like, maybe that's part of the reason Bolly and co brought them in, uh, brought him in was because of his way he manages players. But my caveat and my counterpoint to that is he's never managed players the caliber that Chelsea has or the ego. So I'm maybe? like, what's that? Or the ego maybe. Yeah. That, that's what I'm speaking to. Oh, yes. I that's see, my yeah. point. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for uh, making that clear, Jason. I appreciate that. Yes. The <laughs> ego of our players and the superstar factor that our players have with them. It's, it's different in managing a Brighton and a managing at Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. Two separate things, you know? So, but I mean, supposedly he's good at that. So only time will tell. I don't think there's been a manager here that's been good at that in years. True. Players have run this club for years, and Lampard was supposed to sort of be that one that came in and got rid of a lot of the cancer in the locker room, but apparently he didn't. Like, he got rid of some of it, I think, but not all of it. Um, so, I don't know. I just, I, I think there are some pods. I mean, he's supposedly a brilliant tactician, Potter is. And... I get it, but I like his win percentage doesn't reflect that. Like, if you're a brilliant tactician, even though you're playing with lesser teams, shouldn't your win percentage and your record be better than what it is? Is my question. So, I don't know. The rumor is is that if Southgate was to have gotten fired at the end of the World Cup, that Potter w- would have came in. So, I mean, so people obviously rated him you know, as a manager. And I think that's a, a good segue into the next point of this that I wanted to bring up in the podcast today that I think we sort of need, you know, we've sort of avoided talking about bowling company for this whole podcast, but I think it needs to sort of be addressed at this point in time. 
like who was telling who's been advising Bowley and them on this coaching move? Like you're Americans coming over here. Who's been telling you that Graham Potter's the next great manager? Who's been telling you that Graham Potter is the next person? Like, where's that coming from? Who's advising Bowley and company on all on this move? Because clearly there's somebody in the background telling them stuff, but who? I I have no idea. I mean, it, there's been stories coming out about how they're telling agents things and those agents leak stuff. And there, there's no telling who they're talking to. Like it's, I think they're talking to everyone there. It does seem like they are very upfront with a lot of information that should probably stay behind their lips. And they just seem a little, uh, loose talky, I guess is probably not a great <laughs> way, <laughs> not an eloquent way of saying that, but uh, very American. Whenever I've gone abroad, you can always tell who the Americans are. They're very yeah. loud and boisterous, and they talk a lot. And i mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like it could literally be anyone. I I have no idea. They, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. There's a lot of contradictory statements coming out. There's a lot of there's a lot of covering your ass that is happening from Bowley and Co. Mm-hmm. in this situation. Um. And there's a lot of throwing people under the bus. <laughs> there's a lot of smear PR happening. Um, and that, that seems to only be going in one direction. Um, yeah. it, it also seems like the football media has just gone along with it, which has kind of pissed me mm-hmm. off. Uh, yeah. And it's none of that schlock is worth reading, even, even if there is some truth buried in some of that. Um, but... But yeah, I have no idea. Well, I feel like I, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Your your point to the media though is a good one because I think it stems some from number one. I think that Bowley has used the media well. Like their PR team is run well at Chelsea now, so they can get out in front of stuff and smear whoever they want to and say whatever they want to because they have the media behind them. Certain people in the media, I think it's clear. But then two is like. I don't think the media wants to say a lot of negativity about it because an English manager just got hired in an English club. And that's something big for English people, you know, in the football world is like, True. we just have one of our own hired at an English club. So they're not going to say anything negative possibly about Potter or anything like that because of the fact that he's English and they're going to want to boost him up and put him on a pedestal as much as possible because of their nationality. And I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I would appreciate a little more honesty, I guess, and say, okay, well, maybe it's not, maybe, you know, why did Chelsea not go, like question it a little bit more and you can still build Potter up, which is sort of what we're trying to do in here. Like we bat Potter. I think he's good. I don't know if he's great yet. Time will tell, but just be honest about it and be like, Okay, we're taking a guy that had like I've never heard anybody mention his win percentage. Like I've never heard that mentioned about Potter. Right. So you're taking a guy that has a 40 something win percentage overall and all as a manager and you're making him the manager of Chelsea. Yeah, and I I guess that's part of the problem too. They're building him up as successful already. Uh, so maybe that also mm-hmm. is like even more irksome that they're not bringing up the win percentage of of his entire coaching tenure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just like his win percentage at Brighton 
is like in the 30s. I believe it's like 30, let me quote the statistic correctly so I don't get it wrong. 31.1% is his win percentage. He is, he's played 135 at Brighton, 142, drawn 46, and lost 47. Wow. There's a bang, bang average, right? I mean, that's pretty average as you can get. So it's not good enough. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not. And that's the comparing EPL to EPL. So I don't know. I mean, he's got better players now for sure. And I agree with that, but still, I, that, that's my issue with this. And then the whole, like, that's one thing I thought about Abramovich. Yeah. We fired manager all the time. But there wasn't a lot of like, there was never a big smear campaign on the managers after we fired them. Yeah. Like I can remember a little bit about like Sorry and Conte coming out afterwards. Yeah. You know, after they left, you know, from the media. But like with Lampard, there wasn't a lot. Mourinho, there was never, you know, a lot, you know. Mourinho kind of made some of his own negativity. <laughs> True. Great point with yeah. that. Mourinho, you didn't have to report anything negative about Mourinho. He would just do it himself. Yeah, I didn't have to smear him. He, yeah. <laughs> he created it. Right. So I feel like that that's always been a thing. Like the club's always been very thankful. And then, like you know, the way they sort of just nonchalantly thank Tuchel when he left. It's like, give the guys proper respect and his proper send-off. Like, so telling yeah. the players through text message that you've just fired their, their gaffers a little... I don't, yeah. I don't think that's handling things the right way. Um, well, and we were talking about just how they wrote that statement. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I'm going to read some of the statement here. It says, on behalf of everyone at Chelsea FC, the club would like to place on record its gratitude to Thomas and his staff for all their efforts during the time with the club. I just think that's a weird way of saying thank you. Yeah. Right. Like, and we kind of talked about that. We would like to place on record its gratitude. It sounds more like, uh, hey, and this, uh, this is like an observation by my wife. She was she was just like, it sounds like they're just like, hey, we want you to know that we are the ones who are thanking him mm-hmm. instead of just thanking him. Right. So well, it's like I mean, a it's weird like, way to say thank you. Yeah, and it's like they're not specific. Like, hey, thanks for winning us a Champions League trophy. Hey, thanks for winning the Club World Cup, the only trophy that we didn't have in our cabinet yet. Hey, thanks yeah. for leading us through sanctions, Um, you know, as the head coach and all the trouble and trauma that you had to go through last year. Thanks for that. Like there yeah. was, Oh, just appreciate. Yeah. You know, here's some gratitude that, yeah, they didn't, they didn't thank him for the champions league. They just said he will rightly be remembered Yeah, for the champions league. Not like, Oh yeah. Not like what you're saying. Like just actually thanking him for it. Yeah. So it, it, it's this whole disconnect. And I, I mean, clearly, so we were talking about this before it started. And I think that, you know, and this goes to Potter as well. This will tie into Potter, I think, you know, in the end. But you look at Bowling Company, they come in, they buy the club, $3 billion. We're going to back Tuchel, blah, blah, blah. We want him to stay here. We want him to lead us long term. And then some stuff happens over the summer, you know, that's where the details, you know, come in. Like, what side do you believe? You know, there's stuff dropping like Tuchel hadn't talked to a first team player in months. I 
believe that's told. Oh, in a year. In a year. That's in, a year, in 12 months. 100% BS. Like, you can't tell me that too. Like, there's literally pictures of him talking to players on the training ground. Right. Like, we have evidence that he clearly talked to players. So, yeah. Where's something that? like he didn't initiate a conversation yeah. about that player's future. And it's okay. like, what the hell are y'all making up? Yeah, meaning that, yeah, he might not have addressed, because it came out that Polisic was one of those players that he apparently didn't address his future with. Like, okay, well, what's stopping you from walking into the gaffer's office and asking him? Like, be a man. <laughs> Grow some balls and walk into his office and say, bro, why aren't you playing me? Like, right. here we go. My daughter's, it all comes back to you 13 <laughs> soccer this season, Jason. My daughter's coach, before the season started, wrote this long email to parents and said, "If I'm not playing your daughters, and they want to know why they're not playing, tell them to come talk to me. You don't get to come up and talk to me. You tell your daughter to come talk to me. And that's the mentality, and I respect that from yeah. her coming from her coach. That's the mentality you should have. Like, yeah, and maybe there was things that were said or things that were done that, you know, didn't make players feel comfortable to go to Tuchel and talk to him. And I, I get that, but you still got to take control of your own fate of your own career and say, Hey, I'm not playing it. I want to know why. Let me go talk to the gaffer about this and fi figure it out. So it's like just weird quotes like that coming out that like, where are they coming yeah. from? I don't, and, and it's that smear. And, th and this is the thing I think that bothered both of us the most about it. It was sort of the smear campaign of Tuchel that took mm -hmm. place afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. Like, just thank the guy. Let him move on. You don't. And, I, and it probably comes from pressure because I think that they saw how much the fans loved Tuchel mm -hmm. and how much we yep. appreciated what he had done for this club and that they felt like that they had to paint him in a bad light. And that they would not have, they had to spin this some way to make it look like that they were the good guys and that they were doing the right thing. And if you have to exactly. spin stuff to make it look like that, then was it the right move to begin with? Right. Yeah, I I don't think they painted themselves in a good light here for everything that you said. It's it it it's pretty ridiculous the way this was handled, and in for like apparent. The rumor is apparently Tuchel said that he was talking new contracts with with them, like right after the Tottenham game. And now it's come out that spokespeople from the club are like, well, no, that was never happening. You know, because rightly so, I'm sure people were asking about that as soon as they fired him. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think they have done more to create a toxic environment yes. with this situation than what was what the fans have done or mm -hmm. what was actually happening. And they've, I mean, they, they're really putting on a clown show here. Like yeah. it's just, what, what do you believe? What can you expect? Uh, what is stable? What is not? Uh, they, they've really shaken this platform and, and kind of have like chipped away at the foundation of, of what, uh, of what we were expecting, like not even of this season, but I mean, yeah, sure. We get we get to the end of the season. We get midway through the season, and and we're still in this form. Then yeah, of course. I mean, you and I kind of already started like going down that road. Like, okay, if we get, we're willing to stick with this at least until half the season, maybe mm -hmm. even the whole season. Like Th Thomas Tuchel is is the guy we're thinking about. Um, but like for them to do that, and granted, I 
like if you're going to do it uh, like earlier in the season is better but it's the way that they did it yeah it's not that they did it it's mm-hmm. it's the way that they did it like like there's obviously a case to be made for the slump and form and 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 things and but now all of a sudden this stuff is coming out like like that's so weird like is it and i understand maybe there's like a little bit of people are scared to talk about it while it's going on they don't want to get caught up in this stuff but like i mean some of these things were not rumored at all mm-hmm. until this happened um and so they conveniently come out now mm-hmm. uh that it just it, it smells funny like it it doesn't sit well in my gut and in your gut and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense in a lot of ways um that some of this stuff has happened especially like not initiating a conversation with a first team player for 12 months like that is just preposterous for me to even consider and 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 then you have large contingents of the fan bases that are or the fan base that just runs with that sort of thing and mm-hmm. just believes everything that's being spoon fed to them and yeah to your point it all comes down to the smear campaign i do not understand why they felt the need and 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 you brought up a good point with that too it's just to cover their ass. Like they Mm -hmm. just knew that this was going to be a decision that was taken hard. And they decided that the best way to deal with that was to be, you know, not above board with anything, but to completely absolve themselves and, and of the, of the issue and, and uh, paint themselves as Pontius Pilate here. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is there's, there's a right way to go about letting a manager go. And then there's a wrong way, you know, and think clearly, Chelsea here is demonstrating the wrong way to go about letting a manager go, especially one that like if, if Tuchel was not, had not done what he's done for this club and winning the champions league, you know, winning the club world, winning trophies. And then the way he was loved by the fans, if none of that had happened, this probably isn't that big of a deal and they probably can get away with their campaign. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there would be no reason to run that kind of campaign though, I guess to say either, but because of the way he was loved, that's why they had to do this. And I think, but you're looking at it, and if Bowley and them just come out and are like, they release a statement to the to the club, to the fans. We appreciate what Thomas Tuchel has done at this club. Thank you for the Champions League trophies that you you know that you won. Thank you for you know winning us the Club World Cup, the only trophy that this club had not won. Thank you. You know, and we appreciate everything that you've done for this club, but now we just feel like it's time to move on and we want to head in a new direction. And we're going to go with Graham Potter because we feel like he's the best fit for this club. I don't think you see as much outrage. I don't think you see as much divisiveness amongst the fans because you're giving acknowledgement that what Tuchel is on. Because it's like you said, we were getting to that point now where we're starting to question Tuchel. A lot of people had gotten to that point where they were going to start. They were starting to question Tuchel, and there was nothing wrong with that because it was getting to that point. But we were willing to stick with him, and so boldly in them, instead of coming out and just acknowledging and appreciating Tuchel for what he did for this club, have come out and said we didn't get along. He wasn't talking to players. Players didn't trust him. Um, you know, just all the other nonsense that's come out, like you've sort of like for me, they're burning a bridge with me as a fan. Like, because I don't appreciate the way you've handled this. 
So I don't necessarily have a lot of animosity toward the fact that we're bringing in Potter that, and I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of complaints for bringing in Potter. I don't have a lot of complaints that they let Tuchel go. It's the more so the way it was handled in letting of Tuchel go. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Like I, I agree with that completely. I, I think even if a lot, some of the stuff about Tuchel comes true uh, later down the road and like definitive beyond a doubt, um, but it, it just all seemed very, very convenient and choreographed at the end mm-hmm. of this. Like for all of these stories that that we hadn't heard much about to just all of a sudden come to light, um, it just and yeah, it does it does look fishy when you're when you're literally telling us one thing about this coach, but you're doing the same thing uh, for this coach. And yeah, and it it just seems, it just seems contradictory. Yeah. And it's the way that they handled it. Like, even if all that stuff comes true, like you, you as the owners of the club could have still been above board with it. Mm -hmm. Like there are just diplomatic and, and like amiable ways to handle situations like this. And I, I don't understand why they would just try to throw people under the bus instead of just coming out and, and covering your ass in a way that makes you look actually look good Mm -hmm. instead of trying to throw shade at this player or at this person so that we'll love you in the end. Like it just, yeah, it's, it's like as a fan, it, it doesn't sit well the way this whole thing went down and, um, and all the stuff that we were hearing leading up to this, is now completely different than what we've heard after. And it's just, and you, there, there were several like high profile Twitter people that were kind of too cool out that as soon as this happened, we're jumping on the smear campaign mm-hmm. and people have already questioned their, how much you should listen to them anyway. Right. Uh, uh, Reddit was, Reddit was wondering why a certain someone was a tier one. And then as soon as they, as soon as Tuchel gets out, like they come out with all this crap and then people were like, yeah, we're now still saying, why is he a tier one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it's just, it's just interesting. It just, it all seemed very convenient and orchestrated to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have a trouble trusting the board. Now, if Potter comes good, I mean, we can always point back to this episode and say that we were never anti Potter. Mm-hmm. Of course I want Potter to succeed. Yeah. I'd, I, I don't even want, I don't want Potter to not succeed just so we can like yeah. somehow look backwards and say, no, see now Tuchel would have, we, yeah. we just can't know. Like there's right. no point in doing that. Correct. Um, I, I just want him to succeed because mm-hmm. I want Chelsea to succeed. Right. I, I don't, I I'm, I've cooled on the ownership of this club mm-hmm. who I think built up a lot of goodwill during the transfer. For sure. And the way that they handled themselves there only for them to kind of ruin a lot of that. Mm-hmm. In in this firing, I, I I just don't I don't understand why you would do that. Um, but it is what it is now. I mean, and and we're kind of stuck with them for the foreseeable future. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I I don't I don't think it means we have to back the the management um, or the ownership of this club. I mean, I, of course, like we support the ownership because they own the club. But, but at the end of the day, I don't have to like them mm-hmm. and I, I don't have to pretend to like them. And, and in this situation, I, I don't. And so I, I think both things can be true that like, I want them to succeed, but yet 
I don't really appreciate the way they've handled themselves. And it's kind of made me wary of them in the future. For sure. And I think that's the, that, that was my, I think I brought up that point in the midweek podcast is like that bully and them had all this goodwill toward us built up and they're going to do X, Y, and Z for the club. And they've already done some stuff and that's great. And it's good, you know, but if, this they've they've sort of staking their reputation on this because if Potter doesn't work out, they've burned a lot of goodwill with the club because there will be people that will look back on this situation. We won't be one of them, but there will be people that look back and say, you should have kept Tuchel. This is what you get for letting one of the best managers in the world. There will be a contingency of people that will always be like that that are looking back and you're correct in your statement. We can't do that. You can't look back because yeah. you don't know what would have happened. Tuchel could have still had a long run of bad form, whatever. But with Potter coming in now, if, in my mind, your expectations are still top four finish. Board saying, nope, that's not it. We want to back him, you know, for five years. Okay, well, if he finishes mid-table this year, what are you, what are you doing? You know, mid-table team, okay, you're not attracting as great of players as you once were. Um, so... There's that, and then, you know, what if, God forbid, we end up in a relegation battle? Like, you know, and it's, it's, there's all, and it's all of what if and hypotheticals, and, you know, and only time mm-hmm. will tell what Potter's going to do here. And I back the gaffer, I back him 100%. Hope he, you know, takes this club to glory, and I hope he is the new Sir Alex Ferguson, and he's here for years to come, and we win, win many trophies under him. Um, but I feel like the board is staking their reputation on one person and one hire. And if it doesn't work out, then what you've burned a lot of bridges with the fans already. So, yeah. I mean, I, I think you're right. Like it, it all comes down to this. I, I mean, six games into the season, into the premier league season, at least we have completely started over. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like the last vestiges of the previous admin are gone. And this is like literally a brand new Chelsea, even if we do have some players that are that have seen both mm-hmm. uh, sets of ownership. So, I mean, we brought in a ton of new players. We got rid of a lot of Deadwood. Um, I think that it does, it feels like a brand brand new era at this point if it didn't already and uh yeah i think like you said you said it best they're staking their reputation on this we'll see what happens yeah for sure um it's just it it is it's a it's an interesting situation it's a perplexing situation all around and i think that that's one thing that i just won't sort of um on the record as saying that like I support Potter, my main grief and beef in this whole situation is with the board and Bowley and company is with them. So that's where my main frustration comes in um, is with them. So I don't know. Ditto. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I said, we're not dropping uh Salzburg preview this week, like Jason. So I'll be getting final thoughts on this, Jason. Anything you want to share before we get out of here? Um, I, I'm kind of, 
bland on all. I'm kind of neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, what is? I don't know what to think. Yeah. I I guess Wednesday, <laughs> I'll I'll have some thoughts. But right now, I feel blank. Yeah. That's weird. It is. Especially for me, I usually have a lot to say. It's not good, and it's not smart stuff. I just say a lot. Um, But in this particular instance, I feel completely blank about it. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I I just, there's nothing, I mean, I don't even know, like, what to look forward to, I guess. (laughs) I don't know what to expect. I don't even know if I should expect anything. I don't know if it's good to expect anything. I don't know if it's bad. I don't know if I want to be surprised. I don't know how to be happy. I don't know how to be a happy Chelsea fan right now. <laughs> I'm trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel, and we're still in a tunnel. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting days, especially mm-hmm. if we don't get another Premier League game until October, which kind of blows my mind yeah. that that might happen. But For sure. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like right now, just as Chelsea fans, you got to remember it's okay to question what's going on at your club. It's okay to question your board. It's okay to question your manager. You know, it's okay to question your players, but in the end of the day, you still have to back them. And that's, I think the mentality I have right now, I have questions, you know, galore. That's a mile long, you know, page of questions that I have mainly for the board, but I support Potter. I support our players and I hope he gets the best out of them. Um, I hope he figures this thing out and can come up with some wins and, you know, push us top four. Because like you said, we're not that far off because the fixtures are, you know, fast and heavy. This week. you got to think Brighton's going to drop form now that Potter's gone. So that'll help us. <laughs> um, no new manager bump for them. That's right. Um, so you've got you to gotta figure out or think that you got to be positive in the situation that, hey, going forward, We've still got a good shot at top four this year. Um, I want to see some improvements in the Champions League because that's one thing that Tuchel, granted outside of this one last thing, he always played well in cup competitions. Like, always. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I'm just going to be positive going forward and uh, really hope that Potter is the guy to lead us forward, and I hope he's here for many years. Like I said before, I really do. Yeah, same. Same. I, Yeah, totally back him. I want him to be successful. I also want to correct you on one thing. You said we can uh, question the manager. Uh, it's question the oh, head coach. Oh, sorry. I apologize. I'm I'm not letting this go. <laughs> this is this is now our terminology. This is what we will say. This is the board says so. So, no smear campaigns here. We will just go along. Oh with man, it. yes, our head coach, Grant Potter. Um, <laughs> be the title of this podcast: Reviewing Our Head Coach, Grant Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. That's Good the gosh. title. Um, yeah. So anyway, Jason, why don't you tell them where they can find us, man? We're the ball and foot at the ball and foot on Twitter. Uh, that's the only place you should really look for for anything good. Uh, I, I'm I post pictures sometimes on there. <laughs> Daniel Daniel uh, keeps everything afloat, so that's uh, that's the place to be on Twitter. Fine. Yep. Uh, make sure you catch us wherever you listen to your uh, podcast at Apple, Spotify, wherever. Um, we're there, hanging out. You know, just give us a listen. Um, <laughs> for Daniel, he's Jason. We'll catch you on the flip side. That's a literal new head coach, flippity floppity. Yeah.